What's going on guys? Welcome back to FGC Philosophy, the fighting game community philosophy. Uh, lately I've been working a lot in esports, so it's hard to say just FGC. It's more like just gaming and competitive gaming philosophy. <laughs> but nonetheless, I am Tavian Napier, aka a philosopher. I am here to talk about some topics uh, for myself. One of the things that's important to mention is that I'm big on self-development, personal improvement, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, so that is normally where I I'm at the mind space that I'm at and also the experiences. In the past, I've worked a lot in gaming, competitive gaming, game journalism, uh, and now I still do, but just for myself. So I can actually say that I run a business with esports. I do coaching, I do production and streaming, I do commentary, and uh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful and I still can't process it. I'm not rich, I am not making a boatload of money by any means, I'm still figuring this out, I'm still learning, I have a long, long way to go. But I am at least kind of here. Uh, I am able to somewhat sustain myself with my business. I work for a university, a college, and a couple of after-school programs. You know, I'm getting different contracts and things, but now uh, I'm sort of refining. I'm in a different process. I'm in a different phase of my life. Before I was figuring things out, and now I'm, you know, I was trying everything, right? I was trying a whole bunch of different stuff to figure out what sticks, what I like. And I'm 35, 34 now, something like that. I'm 35, I think. And uh, no, no, I'm 34. I'm 34. And I still have a long way to go. Uh, but I know what I don't want to do a lot better, even though sometimes I still have to do those things. That's, you know, that's just life. Uh, but when I have the opportunity to delegate, I am actively working towards those things. I'm one of the biggest words right now for me is scaling, scalability, taking everything that I'm working on in the different areas of my life and scaling those things up. So that's where I'm at now, and that's sort of the main topic of this conversation. I want to actually just do an update with the main topics of just the events that I've done, things that I'm working on in the world of esports, uh, and where I want to go with those things. So that's that's coming up. That's what I'm going to be talking about. I recently ran, helped run the production for a Valorant tournament, a collegiate invitational. Uh, I also helped with some high school stuff. I've helped with streaming Rocket League tournaments for a high school league. Uh, I'm coaching two Rocket League teams, or I will be coaching two once the new semester starts. So with that said, I want to get into some of the more personal topics first. The, the personal things that I'm trying to work on talking about regularly as I do these topics. I think the first one, this isn't actually a bullet point on my list, but I just thought about this as I was reading my show notes and it should have been on here. And that's just, what's the status of this podcast? You know, I feel like there are people who listen to this and they don't know when a new episode is coming out. And that's on me, right? That's, that's the accountability portion of it. And what my goal is, is to upload once a week. But where I'm at now is I'm basically uploading every two weeks-ish. That's, that's what I want to start doing. That's the bare minimum for me that's going to allow me to not be pissed off at myself to put it bluntly i take this podcast very seriously and lately just since the pandemic and a little bit before my content has just been in such a non-consistent format you know it, it hasn't been uploaded consistently and that's been driving me crazy like every single week that's just in the back of my mind like i gotta upload something and you know i've thought several times about stopping this podcast uh and the most realistic thing is i'm probably going to rename this podcast or start a new one at some point because i like doing this i i think this is a great idea and a, a phrase that I thought about recently is accountability through content. And I don't think I've heard that anywhere before, but I love that idea. I've thought about it for a long time. That's why I wanted to start doing YouTube videos in the first place to sort of document my journey. And I don't think I've mastered the documentation of my journey just yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. And that's sort of part of the conversation uh, that I'm going to get to in the main topic. But for me now, I just want to say my goal right now is two weeks. Every two weeks, I want to upload an episode. 
Uh, I don't think it's always going to be fighting game related because I'll be honest, I haven't been super glued to fighting games. I've been more so paying attention to uh, a lot of content creation and a lot of esports related topics because I'm working with Rocket League. That's where my my main paycheck is coming from is coaching Rocket League uh, for two different teams and then also doing production for Rocket League tournaments for a different company. Uh, so that's that's where most of my attention has gone. And when I try to play fighting games, you know, I, I try to play fighting games when I can. I try to look at tournaments, but I'm so behind on a lot of the fighting game stuff. So I'm going to try to update you guys when I can. But right now, I don't really feel like talking about fighting games, so I'm not going to. Uh, maybe some will be string, sprinkled in there somewhere. But for right now, you know, let's get on to the next topic. And that one is actually one that I want to keep on doing. This is sort of a motivation for me to talk about this, but it's what am I listening to right now? As I've talked about before, I'm partnered with Audible and I have a, a deal that I offer on my website, uh, tavianapier.com. The website is kind of old, <laughs> but don't worry about that. But if you go to tavianapier.com slash Audible, you actually get a free month and I believe two free books uh, with Audible. And it's there's no there's no obligation. You can close it down. But I, I that's aside. That's an aside. What I want to talk about is what am I listening to? I am still listening to the Art of Learning by Josh Whiteskin. I've been sort of just listening to the different chapters and really internalizing them because every single episode, and I've listened to this book like five times now. Uh, I would say this is my fifth li- listen to, listen through, whatever you want to call that. And uh, I always get something new. And I'm on, let me check real quick. I'm currently on chapter 12, which is called Using Adversity. And I just, I feel like every episode he talks about different topics, you know, he, he really goes into his process, his experience. And I just, I love how you get to see this person who's, you know, he's had some privileges, sure. You know, he's, he's because of the work that he put in at a young age, he was able to kind of reap the benefits to some extent. But at the same time, everyone has their own personal struggles uh, and his just might've been more elevated, but he definitely talks about how his struggles affected him and how he worked through those struggles, how he tries to take his uh, adversity and put it towards other areas of his life. Like I said before, he's a grandmaster of chess, one of the youngest next to Robbie Fisher in America, uh, but also moved over to Tai Chi Chuan push hands and became a grandmaster or world master of that as well and won several tournaments, you know, world tournaments, not just national or local or anything like that, world tournaments against people where the origins of that martial art are also competing, right? That's a huge deal. You know, this American kid, this American nerd who grew up playing chess switched to martial arts. And I just love that. But uh, I also am trying to supplement my my uh, personal development stuff with more nonfiction. And I recently bought the first book for Harry Potter. So the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, depending on, you know, where you're from. Uh, I know I have some UK listeners and some overseas listeners. So shouts out to you guys. But uh, yeah, I, I started listening to that. I'm on like chapter three or four. Uh, obviously this is an older book, so spoilers isn't a big deal, but you know, I, I gotta say, I've never read the books, so you gotta understand, I've only seen the movies, I've watched every movie at least three times now, but most of them I probably watch more more than that. We watch it every single year for the most part, we're working through it now, uh, and you know, the Dursleys, if you're a Harry Potter fan, then you know who the Dursleys are, uh, Harry Potter's uh, godparents, uh, uh, guardians, I'll call them. Because technically Sirius Black is a, is a godfather, godparent. But anyways, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm a nerd. And uh, I've been listening to it. It's been uh, voiced by Jim Dale, who I don't know if he actually has a UK accent or if he's just acting it. But either way, he does different voices. And I really appreciate that. Uh, and man, the Dursleys are so, they're so terrible. They're so terrible. They do a really good job of setting up the world that Harry Potter is living in. And really helping you feel how bad of a situation that Harry Potter's in 
so that when he finally meets Hagrid and all these letters start coming in, it's just, you feel the excitement with him. Uh, I gotta say, I know J.K. Rowling is a a controversial figure right now, uh, and I'm not gonna get into the politics of that, but I I gotta say, she writes books very well. Uh, She treats people like trash. Like, she treats Harry Potter like trash by the Dursleys, you know? (laughs) I'm only on, like, the third or fourth chapter, so he just got to Diagon Alley. Uh, He's buying all his supplies right now. He's probably gonna run into... Uh, I don't know if he runs into Malfoy at the bookstore like he does in the movie or what, but uh, I'm curious to see just the differences. I like Harry Potter lore and Harry Potter theories and stuff like that. So I I, I recommend it if you haven't listened to the books or read the books yet uh, and you do have Audible, you're thinking about getting Audible, check that out because I really think it's worth it. The main other topic right now is my, my personal goals, personal slash business goals, uh, and that's getting organized i have to acknowledge or i have been acknowledging that i'm a very unorganized person but i'm also very meticulous and it's there's also the issue that i i get bored or or distracted very easily i'm not sure exactly what it's a little bit of both and so a lot of times i don't give in to my meticulous tendencies and as such my my preparation usually just I do it at the last minute, right? And I've gotten really good at that. I, I'm, I thought about this recently where someone invited me to do a talk and um, I've been putting it off, putting it off, thinking about it, right? It was in my head, but nothing was written. And there is this weird headspace that I get into where for months I'll be thinking about things and not realizing that I'm just like planning in my head. And then the day of or the night of, I'll be like, okay, let's just put it all down and get it organized. And I, I do that. And very rarely is anyone willing to say that it's not good or up to par, but I think the issue for me, no, let me correct myself. I know the issue for me is that my standards tend to be a lot higher than the people that are paying me. And that puts me in a weird spot where what I'm giving them, they are satisfied with. And I get my money, the transaction is done. But for me personally, I am kind of a perfectionist and I I don't feel satisfied that I did a good job, like that I did a great job. I kind of combined two words there. (laughs) I combined good and great. I I don't feel like I'm satisfied with my work. I got the paycheck. I got the transaction great, but that's not why I do what I do. If I did, I could work in any other industry like I've been doing for most of my life. You know, I've worked in sales. I've worked in uh, uh, factory work. I've worked in, uh, I guess, HR. I've worked in a lot of different regions of things and uh, delivery, uh, but I, I want to do this because I, I know I'm good at it and I like it and I'm passionate about it and I want my fingerprint, the, the thing that I put out, right? You know, like when people make video games or movies, their name is on that product. When it is a bad product or when the general public doesn't like it, and I don't, again, I don't really care about what other people think about me, but at the same time, everyone has to acknowledge that their reputation affects their money. It affects how people want to do transactions with you. So even if the person that's paying for it is happy with what they got, there's a chance that other people might not be satisfied with it and that name is still tied to me. So there's a lot lot of different reasons why I want to get more organized so that I can make a better product. Because uh, at this point, I think I've learned enough about skills to know how to do them and improve on them, but I don't think I'm that great at planning. So what I've been trying to do is uh, use a tool. Uh, I've been using several tools. So I have like a notebook that is like a whiteboard and I can upload it pretty easily in almost like a PDF format. So that's been helping me here and there because I can just, I can write and scribble and it's not always just a line paper. I think line paper limits how I think about things because sometimes I want to doodle and draw ideas out or put a grid or whatever I want to do. Uh, so this is just like a bunch of lightly dotted paper that's um, 
on erasable ink, you use erasable ink and you can also use like a paper, uh, you can use water and just a microfiber cloth to clean it off at the end of the day or whenever you find a new inspiration, whatever. Uh, but on top of that, I've been using a tool called Trello and this isn't a plug for them or anything like that. I'm not partnered with them. It's just, I've been really diving deep into Trello because I think it does everything that I need. Now I've been mainly using Trello for my multiple jobs and keeping track of everything primarily at the university that I'm working with because I'm transitioning from one position to another, but I also fear that if I don't train people well enough or prepare them well enough for when I'm not there, I'm still going to get called in and I'm not always going to be available. And again, my name is attached to some of these productions and events. And if it goes bad because I'm not there, uh, then I'm going to be bothered by it, even if other people aren't. So as such, I've been trying to prepare people and create a workflow that other people can use and make sure that there's accountability because there's a there's no real like structure right now. I'm basically creating the structure, the workflow for this project, for the production of these events. Uh, there are other people who have helped plan them, but there's no there's no hard documentation on any of this. So what I'm trying to do is to document a workflow. I have a manual that I drafted up and that's that's in the process of getting edited at some point. Uh, so I already have a, a, a boring manual that people can look at to reference for training and things. But what we need, I believe, is a workflow. So I tried to create that. Uh, and as I started doing that, and this is something I'd used over years, uh, I started digging deep into researching, you know, how to do it better, looking at YouTube tutorials and, and other templates. And uh, I think that I want to try using it to organize other areas of my life, like making my content. So right now I'm actually looking at my my uh, bullet points on Trello. I wrote it down. I have a checklist. So I have all the, the checklist and everything. So I'm sort of putting my money where my, my mouth is and practicing this stuff. That's the main personal points for me is trying to get organized, right? There's, there's This involves my, my sleeping habits, my health habits, eating. I, I think the first thing is I need to organize and plan what I want to do. And as such, I can start to actually see my progress, take a tally of what I've done or what I haven't done and really see everything that I'm trying to do or what I want to do or that I have done. Uh, I've always known that this is something that I want, like a visual, whether it be like in a video game form, you know, like a, like a quest from an RPG, like a quest list or something like that. Uh, and I, I still can do that in this, this app if I wanted to. But mainly it's just making it as basic and simple as possible, not overcomplicating anything. And just seeing what I need to do and making it actionable and, and measurable, you know, like the smart goals, right? We talked about that in the past. Smart goals, I think, are going to be very, very helpful for me. So as I get better, I'll probably check in on this topic and talk about it a little bit more. I know this isn't the most glamorous of topics, but I think it's incredibly important as we grow. You know, I, I have a hard time of looking back sometimes and seeing where I am now versus where I've been, you know, from sleeping in my car in California to now uh, having contracts with multiple educational programs from like from high school to university level. That's kind of nuts to think about that people come to me as an expert in esports and help them do these things. I I don't say that to be braggadocious, but it's really really hard for me to acknowledge some of my bigger goals. And I think I sort of got messed up emotionally or mentally during the pandemic when I got laid off and tried to like figure out, "Oh, okay, what am I going to do?" And I'm susceptible to depression. And plus, I'm also very susceptible to uh, SADD, seasonal affective disorder or something. something. I, don't, I Basically, when there's no sun, I get depressed. I'm part Jamaican. I need sun. I need some heat. I'm not saying I always like heat, preferably less humidity. But I have noticed from however many years I've lived here, I think like maybe 10 years I've lived in Michigan now, 
I'm not a big fan of living in Michigan personally in terms of the weather. The weather here is kind of trash. Snow is nice for my son. I'm glad he gets enjoyment out of it. But for me personally, I'm over it. I'm over it. I miss 70 degree weather. I kind of, you know, I miss San Diego, all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking over to make sure my wife isn't in the room right now. <laughs> uh, but we talked about this several times. So that's kind of the joke is that I, I like San Diego because of the weather. But the prices are just way too high there. But, uh, but yeah, so... I think if anything else, before we move on to the next topic is make sure that you are acknowledging your goals, the things that you've done, whether it be just family related or career related or health related, just acknowledge yourself. Don't, don't get into the habit of just only acknowledging the things that you do wrong, uh, because that can get kind of toxic if you're trying to be really objective about things all the time and not really noticing the good. So with that in mind, I think it's time to get into the main topic. All right, so on to the first topic that I want to talk about, and that's is all going to be just things I'm working on in the esports industry. I just want to kind of process and talk about everything that I've worked on so far. So the most recent thing that I can think of uh, is we hosted a a tournament for a game called Valorant. If you're not familiar, it's basically a five versus five strategic shooter where uh, one team has a bomb and has to plant it, the other team has to defend the location. Pretty straightforward. Uh, it's a little bit more fantastical because they have magical powers, but it's basically Counter-Strike with magical powers, if you know what that game is. Uh, if you know what Counter-Strike is, you probably already know what Valorant is in the first place, but nonetheless, I digress. Uh, so basically what we did was the first the first week we had online playoffs and our, our local team at the university played in the arena and we practiced our production and I did some training. So uh, this sort of ties into multiple topics because I'm running a production in the stream while also trying to teach students about uh, the production so lighting sound the uh, most intensive thing I think is just the the we call it the vmix machine or the you know big red and big blue it's where we run all of our production it's where we use the software to switch from scene to scene and, and update the stream and everything like that uh, and uh, I definitely realized about myself because normally I'm sitting up there kind of running it or, or directing somebody else I've had to learn how to let go of control of everything and let other people do it and just be a director. I, I'm relearning that, I should say, because I did that before the pandemic and it's just been you know like a year and a half before I've done this. So now uh, we're in a situation where we are scaling up and we're getting more students involved and making sure that they're getting first-hand experience. So essentially what I do uh, is I, I set up everything to make it as easy as possible. So I take the program and I make a bunch of buttons. I program a bunch of buttons into it to make it to where they switch from scene to scene. Overlays pop up. Uh, a bunch of cool things happen that all they have to do is press a button. Behind the scenes, I'm watching a bunch of tutorials and Googling things and figuring out how this program works and adding assets and uh, having one of our other students who basically plans a lot of the events uh, make him or have him make assets as well. And then I, I plop those in there and I organize it and I make sure it's easy to, to use. Uh, and then from there, we just make sure that the production goes well. And it, it was pretty fun. It was really nice. It was a good experience. And it was a great warm-up for the in-person finals that we did uh, where four teams came in. Uh, there were two MSU teams, Michigan State University teams. They have multiple teams because they just have so many students interested in the program. Uh, and then Purdue, which Purdue wound up taking the whole entire thing. I think our team got th uh, second. I might have gotten third. I'm not, I'm not sure. I got to think about that now. I don't know I think about it. But I, I think our team got third. <laughs> but nonetheless it was really fun it seemed like a lot of people had a great time you know there was only one instance where we had you know I, I guess we use the term Karen or male Karen where someone put a mask on their head instead of putting it on their face uh, but that was very small and minute compared to the whole entire event so it was really cool to see 
uh, that happening, all the teams coming through, having fun, playing in person, running the production, the stream was popping. You know, I looked at the analytics and those were looking really good for minimal marketing. We have basically no marketing team, or at least none on staff, just the club and individuals like myself making posts and sharing it out there. Um, but, you know, that was like a two-week process. Uh, we, we learned a lot about making sure that we plan further in advance, about our standards of tournaments, figuring out a lot of technological figuring out a lot of technological issues and, and such. Uh, we definitely had a lot of familiarization, refamiliarization to work on, and it was really cool that we were able to do that. You know, other events that we had run in that arena was uh, less production, but just more so event organizing was a Smash Bros tournament, like a weekly Smash Bros tournament for a high school that uh, our local Parks and Rec organization ran. And we just helped facilitate it and give advice and things of that nature. And uh, that was kind of hectic at first, but week after week, it got more and more organized and more streamlined. Uh, I wish I could have been more involved, but I was still figuring out my other obligations as a coach and uh, running tournaments online and such. So I had to leave earlier uh, than I would have liked to get things done. But that that experience helped me to some extent, you know, learn how to manage my my time. Uh, that's a huge chunk of this, right? All the events, all the work that I'm doing right now in esports, because I'm working for myself, I have to really learn how to manage my time. I have to really keep track of it because, you know, I'm logging my hours and everything. It's kind of like clocking in and clocking out, but there's no, uh, only one of my jobs is an actual like time thing that I, I like a time sheet that I stamp and, and clock in. Otherwise I have to just document it and then send it off, right? And say, hey, these are the hours that I worked. Uh, some people actually just send a legit invoice and say, hey, this is how much hours I worked and uh, this is how much you're charging me. Uh, just like a literal invoice versus like a, a spreadsheet or something like that. So it varies from organization to organization and it's, uh, you know, keeping track of all these things. Definitely a, a challenge that I'm trying to work on, right? We talked about planning in the introduction uh, and that definitely helps with a lot of this where I keep myself organized. I have everything in different folders. The same thing works for running events and planning events is the, or the better you plan your events, the simpler you make it, but also the more detail you get into it, uh, the more prepared you're going to be and the more you can prepare others for those events, the better you can train people. And as I said before, that's sort of where I'm at with scaling up and the Valorant tournament was a good example of that. Because if we don't have enough people to help, then we can only facilitate so many people in the arena and we have to you know, keep that in, in check. We can only do so many things before our bandwidth gets used up. So I, I really want to make sure I, I hammer that idea home. One of the other things that was really interesting was hosting the varsity tryouts for the Rocket League team. That was uh, at first stressful. I was really nervous. You know, I, I have imposter syndrome, so I'm always thinking I'm not good enough. And I know at Western, you know, I've been coaching at different colleges, but Western, they have a really high caliber of players. I'm not throwing shade at anybody else that I coach or anything like that, but it's just, there's it's a big, big school. So the pool of players that they can get is really high. And their club has been established for years. since Basically, since I worked there, they had the Rocket League club and they've been going strong. I knew some of the players that were trying out. Uh, and I knew the expectation of what kind of players, and these are like champs, all you know, champ, grand champ, uh, maybe an SSL. If you know Rocket League rankings, that's like the three highest ranks you can get in the game, basically. Two, the two, the third and second highest are the most likely to find, and then Supersonic Legend is the highest rank you can get, and uh, that's a little bit more rare for obvious reasons. It's the highest rank you can get. But yeah, I, you know, I ran the tryouts. It, it worked smoothly. I found a captain that I can really depend on. I think. And uh, the caliber of players are just ridiculous. I mean, I'm excited to see these players because something that I have to talk about with 
with coaching is that me personally, one of my strengths has always been taking someone who's good at something and making them better, right? What I've been doing for the most part is working with high schools and colleges where uh, they're maybe average or below average and getting them to be average or above average. And that's not the same thing. That's still, a, that's very, very rewarding. It's very, very exciting to see. But what personally excites me and what I think I'm personally best at is taking someone who's already good or taking a team that's already good and making them better than they already are. And this, I think, is that phase of my life where finally I get a team that they already know how to play the game. It's just how do we make you even better than your competition? And that's the challenge that we're, we're I'm going to be faced with coming up. So I'm partly nervous. I'm partly excited. You know, I picked six players so that we can do in-house scrims and everything. And, and my uh, employer was okay with that. So that's really exciting to be able to do that. They're already working together. I technically can't work with them until the new semester starts. Final season is happening. I think finals might be done this week. By the time this is uploaded, finals should be done at the university that I'm working at. Uh, but it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to do that. This is something that I've thought about for a long time. I've always wanted to work for like a big organization like, you know, C9 or, or uh, Team Liquid or something like that. But I think I personally still have a ways to go before I have that level of credibility. And even if not to other people, to myself. I want to prove it to myself. So I think the university and collegiate levels, that's exactly where I'm at. You know, I, I feel like I've made a lot of progress with the team I'm working with already at the college, at the Albion College, not the university. In the sense that uh, all the players, except for one, were basically like gold or, or lower when they started. And all of them are now diamond and uh, are still improving. And that's that's even with a student who already plays sports and has other obligations, was able to get to the diamond rank with splitting their time between school, sports, and Rocket League. So I, I feel really vindicated. I feel very validated. <laughs> I feel validated that the process that I'm having with these students, even though I don't feel like it's very organized and structured, uh, it's very much in the moment looking at where they are and figuring out things. It, it's going well and we're developing trust. We're developing team chemistry. We're working on communication in the game, working on giving feedback, when to give feedback, how to process your emotions and make sure that you're uh, not getting tilted or upset in the middle of a match and your performance just drops. Uh, sometimes these players talk about not playing consistently and we try to work on those issues. So uh, I've got a lot of experience from, from that school. Also just several, I've already coached uh, two other Rocket League teams in the past for high schools. Plus I ran the summer camp um, where we coached Rocket League and Overwatch uh, during our curriculum in 2019, I think it was. I think it was 2019. I think it was 2019 because we were going to do it again in 2020. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. I'm very excited, very nervous. The main thing that I have to go back to is just, you know, planning out my ideas, planning out what I want, getting the big vision and working on a plan to get there and adjusting as needed. I think if anything, if there's any takeaway to take from this is that my process has been eclectic and I have started off in a weird spot, right? Let me, let me just backtrack a little bit and then I'll hammer home the point. Uh, so I want to share, you know, my journey. I've talked about that before, but in relevance to this uh, I've had multiple different interests throughout my life and everything that I've learned before has led up to this. Now, there was a point in my life where I felt like I had wasted several years of my life just doing nothing. You know, I played a lot of video games. I wasted a lot of my time. And I'm not saying that this applies to everybody, but I wound up taking all of my experiences and turning it into something. So there was a point where, yeah, the reality was I didn't know what I wanted. And as such, a lot of my experience 
meant nothing. But as I started to figure out who I was, what I wanted, what I was about, and how I wanted to get there, I realized that I could take my experience and utilize that. You know, I, I worked at GameStop for six years, and for a long time, I didn't understand what I could have used from that other than just I had a job for six years. But in that time, I learned it was one of my first jobs where I was working with customers. Everything else was food service, and I was a cook. Uh, so this was my first sales job. And I learned a lot about psychology. I learned a lot about confidence. I was too shy to talk to people uh, <laughs> before that. And, but I wanted this job so fat, so bad that I forced myself to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So learning how to talk to people, learning how to sell them things that they don't know anything about, learning how to educate people on topics they don't know anything about, uh, going above and beyond for people, learning how to build my own fan base, right? By the time I had left the GameStop in Alabama, I had people who would travel 45 minutes past other GameStops just to see me because they knew that my reviews on games were uh, worthwhile and had validity to them. And I took a lot of pride in that to the point to where I couldn't go anywhere in the city of Huntsville or Madison where people couldn't recognize me because I worked at GameStop. People would like go over to me and it was kind of annoying. I felt like a, a, a celebrity and this is when I realized really young where I'm like, I don't think I like celebrity-ness. I don't think I like the idea of people recognizing my face before I recognize theirs. Uh, <laughs> but I still, I still, you know, continue to, to work on my craft. But nonetheless, you know, that that's one example of many where I worked at I went to school for game design and I was like, I want to be a life coach. How the hell am I supposed to use a degree in life coaching? But I'll tell you what, that bachelor's degree opened up several doors for me. Uh, and I, I do find that because of my knowledge of game mechanics of how they work, it's easier for me to click. So even if I can't personally do a mechanic in a game or, or a strategy or something, it is not very hard for me to wrap my head around it or to talk about it or to strategize around it. So it that's not useless. Uh, I worked in game reviews, where game journalism. I wrote for several different websites and worked on uh, writing. Uh, while I don't really write that much right now, I, I do find that those skills help me out. There's so many different things that I could talk about along the way. You know, I don't want to talk about every single example right now. Maybe in another video we can kind of break that down in more depth. Uh, but for now, it's just a matter of, yeah, I took my experiences, I really reflected on them, and I utilized a lot of those things. Even if they weren't gaming related, I learned how to make those relevant to me in some way and if it wasn't relevant then i just you know no big deal i don't have to stress about the fact that i wasted some time working on something if anything else i learned that i didn't like that and that's okay too sometimes learning what you don't like is as important as knowing what you do like because when you know what you don't want to do what you don't like uh, and you still take efforts to work on those things like uh let me think of something running right right now uh, it is winter time and I am very susceptible to getting depressed because of just the seasons and uh, I don't even know all the reasons, right? So there's a couple options, right? I'm looking into therapy for myself. That's obviously one I think is very important to work on. Uh, I've had coaching friends and I think I have some techniques on my own, but nonetheless, you can always have external help with those topics. But I also am going to go start running, right? I found all my gear. I found my face mask um, and I find that challenging myself in this cold weather, even though I don't like doing it, it makes me feel better in the long run. Uh, so that's one of those examples where you continue to work on things that you don't want to do. But sometimes as you work on them and you learn about them and you master them, you can delegate that. Now, I can't delegate running. I can't have somebody else run for me, but I can't have somebody else run a tournament for me. I can't have somebody else run the stream for me. I can't have somebody else do my editing for me. But because I've spent so much time understanding and developing those skills on my own, I know how to tell them what to do. 
I know how to tell them what is good quality and what is bad quality and how to get to good quality. I have worked for people in the past for like game development and things where they like, I don't like this, but I don't know why. Fix it. And that is incredibly vague. That is, oh man, I'll tell you what, I could, I could rant about that for a good minute. You know, working in game development, I had one guy who said I wanted to look more cartoony. And well, no, he wasn't even talking to me. He was talking to the art director and the art director was ranting to me because cartoony is such a broad term that like, we don't, we don't even know what to do. And there's like very little direction. And then we just like make something that looks like a kid drew it. And he's like, that's great. And everyone's just like, this, your level of quality is lower than ours. <laughs> you know, this is the game director telling us these things. And, you know, everyone has their own vision. And, that, and who are we to say this is not our vision? But at the same time, it's like, we got to put our name on this, right? I don't know if I want to put my name on this if you're having kid scribbles on a game that's supposed to be taken serious. So it, it's, it's a digression from my point. <laughs> but I just needed to rant about that real fast. Let me circle back here. What I'm trying to get at is that uh, I've... I've had a lot of moving pieces in my life. I've done a lot of different things. As you've seen here, you know, I'm running productions for tournaments, running streams. I'm also doing coaching. Uh, I have someone reaching out to me about doing a seminar on commentating right now, which I don't know if I'm going to do or not just yet. Uh, I have people reaching out to me to review their products. And I think I just turned someone down because they're like, you got to give me a five-star review. And I'm in a position where I don't need a free camera for a five-star review, right? And I don't, again, I don't want to brag saying this, but it's important to understand yourself. I know what I'm about and I know what I want. And I care more about my integrity than I do about getting a free camera. So I'm not going to give somebody a five-star review. And I told them this already. I already mentioned this to them. I'm saying, hey, if, you, if you're willing to let me give an honest review, I'll take a free camera. But I'm not going to give you a five-star if I don't think it's a five-star. That's just not the way it works. So, you know, they're talking about that. And I, I don't know where they're going to stand on that. But nonetheless, it's important to understand who you are, what you are about. And that helps you... It's so many different ways, right? I kind of feel like I'm all over the place here, but I want to I want to hammer the fact that one, the time you spend on things isn't always wasted. You can waste time doing things. I'm not saying just to sit there and play video games and all of a sudden magically you're going to have a job in gaming or esports. That's not what I'm saying, so don't don't misinterpret that. Uh, but two, you also need to learn to acknowledge your your successes as well as acknowledging things that you can improve on without stressing yourself out about it. I, I tend to stress myself out about things, but I also try very hard to acknowledge the things that I've worked on. Um, and then also you got to sometimes do things you don't want to do until you can get somebody else to do them. If that's a viable option, like I said before running, you can't have somebody else do your exercise for you. <laughs> but with uh, other things, you can delegate that if you have the resources to do so. But you got to get to a point to where you can scale uh, before you should scale. So, yeah, I, you know, I'd love to know what you guys thought about these topics this made sense for you guys. I just, I love the interaction. I love the conversations that I have with people. Um, if you have any questions or topics that you want me to cover, make sure you do reach out to me. Of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button. I, I don't do a great job of plugging myself and my content. I don't think, but, uh, make sure you guys do subscribe to this podcast. I basically been focusing more on podcasting than YouTube right now. I am planning <laughs> for YouTube in the future. But right now, I really just want to focus on the audio because it's easier to edit. It's easier to put out there. Um, it's easier to get meetings and things like that. And I don't have to worry about a lot of video editing and making it look nice and adding all the memes and crap, whatever. So make sure you guys do me the huge favor of subscribing, sharing this out if you think it's a good episode. And uh, of course, reaching out to me, whether it be via the comments. If you if you have commented on my podcast and I haven't responded, reach out to me on social media. Links will be down in the description. I want to know if I'm getting the notifications because I try to look through those, but I, I don't know... Uh, I think it like changes people's names for privacy purposes. So I just want to, I want to double check on that one. So that said, 
Thank you guys so much for the continued support. Of course, have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Whatever it is, I don't care if you're PC, if you're not PC, happy whatever it is the hell you celebrate. Have a great one, and I will see you all in the next one. Thank you.